0: Well, there is the scene at the O2 Arena just a few hours away from doors opening before a huge unification clash in the Super Lightweight division. Josh Taylor and Regis Prograve made their separate routes to the final of the Super Series. Darren Barker, it's been a quiet start to the year in the UK. It's finished strongly. We're in the midst of an unbelievable eight to ten week schedule. This, though, arguably
1: is the biggest night of all I'm oh, buzzing. It. I'm absolutely buzzing in here. Honestly, this, this place is going to go off, isn't it? it I is. mean, we're just looking at the running order. It, it's stacked. This card's stacked and there's so many good fights in here, a couple of real 50-50s for me, and yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to this one. So two of the £140 belts on the line, as well as the ring magazine belt, and
0: we're privileged enough to have this bad boy with us as well, the Muhammad Ali trophy. Uh, two brilliant. owners of, of this year. It is. It's heavy too. It um, don't put your back out. Uh, <laughs> Alexander Usyk and Callum Smith, of course, we've got a Inouye there. Um Brady's and Dorticos as well to contest the other two mm. this week. Absolutely buzzing about this to see that one lifted uh, in the ring later yep. on tonight. Any idea? Who's, who are you picking for the main event?
1: I'm going Taylor. I'm going Taylor in a very close fight, points. For me. Okay. For me, uh, uh, we've had a bet, haven't we?
0: We have, we have. I'm, I'm going progress, even though I want Josh Taylor to win. I think I'm playing a bit devil's advocate
1: yeah. that's what um, we do is uh, dinner d- dinner next weekend dinner uh, dinner, on half a <laughs> um,
0: All right. listen looking forward to it mate um, we'll cover all the undercard everything else going on um, on the rest of the bill We've got some great guests coming up Mike Coppinger joining us in just a few moments time Callus Island at the end Nigel Ben will be here as well plus Gordon Smart uh, the DJ works closely with Josh Taylor lots to look forward to over the next hour everything you need to know ahead of a huge night of action live on Sky Sports Box Office uh, at the O2 next up though you know it's a big event when this man joins us US Boxing Insider Mike Coppinger, let's take a look.
2: Is that Mike Coppinger
0: behind
3: yeah. Yeah, you? Yeah, bring, bring him in. He's got a bit nervous, drops his car. How, How you doing, Mike? You know it's a big show.
2: Sources,
1: Coppinger is in town. I
3: don't know about Come that, on, but
2: you've got to tell us. You've got a, you've got a mole somewhere, as we would say.
4: He knows. Heck, mole's everywhere. Yeah, he knows Many everything. Moles.
2: You know everything, don't you? Um, I
4: wouldn't go that far, but you know. Right, I'm wrong sometimes. or well, What did Eddie say? I'm wrong like 85% of the time?
3: Uh, yeah, you've changed that now. I like oh, okay. you more, so I'd say you're just wrong 50% of the time. Right, the I'll, problem I'll is, you, you can plant things with Mike. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you, the best thing you do is you phone Mike and you go, Mike, and don't tell anyone, right? But, and then it's like five minutes later. Sources say. So, but do you ever read one, one of
2: his stories and go, how the fuck does he know that?
3: Yes, loads of times. But the thing is, what he does really well is, he weasels his way in with all these contacts, and he's quite friendly with them, and people like him as well. So they end up talking on a level. And to be fair, he'll keep things confidential if you need him to. But most of the time, he'll put things out. And when you put it out as, I know we joke about sources, but sources is very clever, because actually, it ain't even got to be fucking true. Does it? But most of the time, when copy just says sources, <laughs> it's true.
4: I mean, I, I can't say that I've ever actually made something up out of thin air, just fabricated it. You should try it, mate. I'll do it all the time. I should try. it, it, it would be quite... I think it'll get the people going, you
3: know?
4: Yeah. What, what should we make up?
3: Whoa. Cody. Yeah, you two could really have people going, couldn't you? Not I think, anymore. I think we should have our own show, to be honest with you. we have yeah. to speak to zone about it. Let's I mean, get, let's get he's already, it done. He's yeah. already done his Fox show. He's with <laughs> The Athletic now. If you haven't subscribed to The Athletic, you need to do it. Great service. Look at that. And, uh, you know... Great to have the
0: Coppinger in town. And the man, the myth, the legend himself, most of you in the UK will know him as the man that breaks US boxing news <laughs> on social media, Mike Coppinger. He, ha- he exists in the flesh as we live in And, and he scrubs up, doesn't, <laughs> he <laughs> he does, yeah. doesn't he? Look at this. <laughs> he's, taken, for me. he's like out of the, the Eddie Hearn textbook of fashion. <laughs> yeah. this <is> really mixed <laughs> yeah. in. Mike, really good to have you on the show. Um, we saw that clip there of, of you and Eddie having, having some laughs. I imagine you've caused him and a few people some headaches because when you leak that information, sometimes I think. You know, we get told stuff that the fans don't necessarily know. But I always think if I were to tweet stuff, I'd be in big trouble. Yeah, yeah. How do you do that and
4: stay out of trouble at the same time? I really don't stay out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I get at a lot of people calling me, yelling at me and whatnot. But in the end of the day, I'm just doing my job. And I think it helps promote the sport Yeah. you yeah. have when you have the news out there, it's kind of like a double dip. I break the news and then it gets announced maybe a couple of weeks later.
1: Mm. Is is there a a story that springs to mind, like the biggest, biggest bit of news you broke?
4: Yes, for sure. Go on, go on. Um, So a couple of years ago, it was the summer of 2017. I broke Top Rank's deal with ESPN, which was massive at the time Mm. because Top Rank had this exclusive deal with HBO. ESPN was doing Friday night fights, you know, small time budget fights. So before I went with the story, I called Bob Aram up and I was like, hey, Bob. And he's like, hey, what's going on? And it was like, a, I think it was a Saturday morning. And I said, look, I have this story. I know you have a deal with ESPN. I'm going to like report on it. And he pauses and then he goes, well, can we curse here? But it's Bob, so he's like, yeah. Mike, what are you, what the bleep are you talking about? <laughs> and then he went on and on to say how I was making a huge mistake and this was going to ruin my career because I was so off and so dead wrong. And then I was like, Bob, <laughs> wow. I'll take my chances. And then how long after did it break? I broke it. The announcement was like uh, a couple of weeks, maybe a month later. Wow. Oh, it's a month later. Oh, yeah.
0: Wow. So you must sometimes you hit send and I bet you just hold your breath, wait Sometimes, for sure.
1: (laughs) Or or please, I hope it's correct information. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. A month passes and still nothing happens.
0: (laughs) Of course, because Eddie was saying there, he said, oh, you get stuff right, you know, half the time, it's probably a little bit more than that, he's probably being a little bit unfair (laughs) on you. But I guess that's the problem, is that that things move so quickly in boxing, things can change so quickly as well, that if you're actually breaking a story Mm. two or three weeks before a deal's finalized, you could tweet something that was right at the time, but actually in three weeks' time, everything could have changed.
4: Happens all the time, especially when it comes to dates and the PBC. Al Heyman loves mm. switching dates around. So you'll say, this fight's going on December 17th. And then it was at the time, it changes. So I've learned to just kind of be more coy with the language on the dates, you know, working date, yeah, penciled yeah. in. Mm. But you're right, that happens a lot. And of course, sometimes we get played. But yeah. mm. um,
0: Talk to me about the, the way the landscape changed in the United States since the zone come in. They've been there for about a year now. How has it affected PBC and Fox, ESPN and Top Rank, the, the big players over the last 12 months since the zone have landed? What do you think has been the biggest change?
4: Massive disruption for sure. HBO leaves the boxing market, mm. and the landscape has changed dramatically. And you see, Matchroom in the Zone absorb a lot of those HBO fighters. Canelo Alvarez are fighting exclusively on the Zone. He's the biggest star in boxing. Mm. Sorry, Anthony Joshua. No, but- no I don't think he with, <laughs> you know, with The whole of Mexico behind you, and, and most of the United States. You can't okay. argue with it. Canelo, you- there always says he has a country behind him. So absolutely, yeah. Uh, Gennady Golovkin fighting over here, and now fighting under the Matchroom banner, so to speak. Yeah. So look, Matchroom and the Zone have the best fall schedule in the U.S. Look at the fights they're delivering: Anthony Joshua. Uh, Andy Ruiz rematch in Saudi Arabia. Mm. We had this great fight later tonight, Regis Progray against Josh Taylor, and Canelo Alvarez, Sergey Kovalev next week. So I think the zone's doing a great job, and I love all the competition. Mm,
0: Good stuff. Um, You're going to be out in Saudi Arabia, I know. Um, Talk to me about tonight, though, first of all. We were just debating back and forth about Chisora and David Price as chief support. I know it's one you're really, really interested in. Um, You're picking Derek Chisora for this one.
4: I am. I'm picking Derek Chisora by knockout. Chisora, like you mentioned earlier, he's definitely inconsistent, but he's the much better fighter in my eyes. Even though he has some losses, he has some good wins. I love that knockout of Carlos Takam. That's a real good win. That's a much better win Mm. than anything on on David Price's uh, CV, Mm. so to speak. So got to go Chisora. And I think whoever wins this fight is going to get another big fight at some point. And the loser is kind of like, it's kind of done, I think.
1: You'd say so, wouldn't you? I think, yeah, like you say, the winner goes on to... to A massive fight. I think a huge fight. I guess the difference with David
0: Price is he's been so close, but but yet so far against when you think about the Christian Hammer fight, Hammer was up up at the count of nine point five, could have easily been waved off in that contest, and Price gets the win. Povetkin, that left hook, he almost backstroked out of danger (laughs) into the corner. Had it had the same thing happened to what happened to David Price and he'd had a free shot on Povetkin, that could have been lights out and suddenly he's in a different position. He has been right on the knife edge, and as you heard from David Hay at the press uh, a couple of days ago, he said, hardest I've ever been hit, Deontay Wilder, second hardest I've ever Been hit is by David Price. So you can't discount that kind of power in this fight.
4: As an American on the outside looking in, it always amazes me. I'm like, wow, the Brits really love David Price. This yeah. guy loses over and over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get that he was
1: a great amateur. Great guy as well. Top man. He's a really good bloke. He a
4: lot of wild stuff, right? I saw he was saying that he's been learning how to hypnotize people, and he was trying to hypnotize their <laughs> tesora. It's a making is him... Is that
1: breaking news? Yeah,
4: I, that is not. <laughs> I it, wish it was.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, um, good stuff.
0: So um, talk to me a little bit about a couple of other fighters on the undercard. Um, Austin Ammo Williams, American middleweight prospect. He's been here sparring with Callum Smith, yeah. which is a big ask. For Smith is yeah. as a, a huge super middleweight. Looks in terrific shape. Only three fights in, but you like him? What you see of him so far?
4: I know Austin Ammo Williams extremely well because, like you know, he lives, he trains in Santa Monica. Yeah. I live right over there. Great kid, and I watched him spar David Benavidez a bunch. Did you? Yeah. Oh wow. wow.
0: So he'd be quite a good insider in terms yep. of who who wins that fight between him and Smith, mm. having shared the ring with Smith. I like okay, that. I like that a lot. It speaks very well to Ammo Williams.
1: Um, yeah, very yeah.
0: well. Not so we were
1: saying, weren't we, about the, the Americans coming over here, that, you know, they're, they're stars. You know, I think it, in America, unless you're one of the big names, they sort of go under the radar, I think, some of these big prospects in America. But they come over here and they really embrace it. The, the, the fans over here really embrace it. I think, I think you know, the travelling Americans, they really love coming to England.
4: They absolutely love it. Regis Pilgrim and I were talking about this for a while. Mm. I was saying, look, and he agreed, if you fight in the US, yeah, it's a big fight for the boxing fans still, but you're not gonna have this great atmosphere. Now we're at the OT arena, it's gonna be sold out, Mm. gonna have a great atmosphere, and it's a real big fight. And even the big names in America often are overlooked, unless you're like a Floyd Mayweather or Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, of course. So so who
1: would you say that is? it Canelo's the main man? Uh, over in the States at the minute?
4: Yeah, I would say Canelo Alvarez is, is the main man. And even though Eddie Hearn is otherwise, Deontay Wilder is a big name. Yeah, his, stock's it, really huge? Huge, yeah. Yeah.
0: his stocks really huge. His stocks In the last seven or eight months, seven, eight. absolutely massive,
4: yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Seven, eight months, like you just said, Chris. Um, he's a much bigger name now. I mean, yeah. that knockout of Dominic Brazil went viral. And... Now we see that, you know, viral moments and those kind of highlights really can push you and vault you. I think
1: Fury's pulled, pulled him along as well. You see how his profile has absolutely risen. Yeah. I mean, what a star he is in the States now, you know, and I think that uh, battle of words and the contest they had and the fact that we want to see the rematch, I think that's brought Wilder on a lot as well.
4: Yeah, I love what Tyson Fury is doing with WWE. Crazy. And that's what better vehicle is there than that. And Floyd Neal took that, went to WrestleMania, yeah, and became a much bigger star. Yeah. The big show, yeah.
1: Uh, crazy time.
0: It's just
4: yeah. quite,
1: like Fury's <laughs> got a terrible cut. What am I going to do? I can't fight for a while. I know what i do. WWE just yeah. helped my, you know, earn millions of dollars and just raised my profile. Yeah. Brilliant. Very,
0: very smart. Um, let's talk briefly about the main event then. Regis Progre and Josh Taylor have had different routes to uh, the final. Josh Taylor, arguably the tougher composition, or it may just be the progress made easier work of mm. his. What do you make of the two protagonists for, for the main event tonight?
4: I definitely agree with that. Josh Taylor has the better resume. Ivan Branchak is a better opponent mm-hmm. than anyone yep. Regis Progre yep. has faced, and so is Victor Postal. So I would say the two best opponents on either of his resume is Josh Taylor. I love Josh Taylor's craftiness, his inside fighting. But what I don't like about Josh Taylor is that even though he has, like, a two- or three-inch height advantage, depending on, you know, what you believe, he never uses the height. He tries to mix it up, and he loves to scrap, which I love watching.
1: Yeah, exactly. We love watching it. I love that about him. He's got all these advantages. He's got that beautiful... uh, style that flows and is so pleasing to watch but then he's got this bit of aggression where he bites down on the gum <laughs> that,
0: that's why I love him. I guess I guess that that is going to depend on what he thinks of Progress power early, if he gets hurt or stung and he thinks yeah. I have to be safe or if he feels comfortable with the power enough to in the later round sit down and start trading and give the fans mm. what they want. Fascinating fight though. Who are you picking?
4: Uh, it's, tar- it's a Come really on. tough call. We're fence. right on the fence. I- I'll get off the fence. I'm going to go with Regis Progre by the controversial decision. I think it's going to be an incredibly close fight with a lot of tough to score rounds. Maybe someone can score a knockdown and kind of separate themselves on uh, yeah. the scorecards but it's mm. going to be one of those tit for tat matchups and I think it's going to be one of the best fights of the year Could mm. should not agree more Mike Coppinger an absolute pleasure to speak Cheers, to you mate, thank thanks you so much. much
0: keep breaking that news and enjoy tonight we'll see you again soon alright see you all soon right. thank all you the best, mate. well all one the best. man who will be backing Josh Taylor all the way and will be watching uh, through his fingers tonight is the man that you'll see in this next clip
5: when you go the time to start so it's in your interest to go as fast as you can that's nice okay. that's a real good pace you set for yourself there Three. You really Two and time, stop there, stop
6: yeah. there. That's two ten, ladies and gentlemen.
5: <laughs> he does that for living. You're doing all right, another little step, but he's two, 14, ladies and gentlemen.
7: <laughs> two fourteen.
2: 14
5: <laughs> It's the anticipation there. <laughs> yeah. There's one. That wasn't bad, wasn't That was right. <laughs> There you go. You've got to start off a lot quicker than that. And. <laughs> I...
0: We could not have a Scotsman in the house. It is Radio X. Gordon Smart, welcome to the show. Um, you are. Back in your man Josh, all the way.
6: A question any doubt whatsoever. I'm <laughs> got you. I'm going to push you off the edge of that stage. Please don't, because
0: then Darren will have to host the show, and that's going to be an absolute. Yeah, blast. That,
1: that would be a lot. I've got to say, there as you was watching that VT, you're not happy with him. Not vision, I'm, I'm vision
0: carrying vision a lot of timber. So
1: a bit of
6: a barrel on there as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah,
0: looking well. But, but uh, you're a little bit younger there. So is that in the build-up to some? Her, is it Hay value
6: That no, it wasn't. It was um, Audley Harrison, David Hay, okay, and right. I went across to Bear Mountain and trained with Audley Harrison as well, Did which was amazing. It was more a bit of a night out with Eddie Herrmann. <laughs> So I went out four days with Eddie Heron in uh, California, which was phenomenal. Wow! Uh, I can't tell you anything about that. Off air. Something about
0: that. <laughs> yeah, a little bit later. Mike Coppinger will probably leak it anyway. Yeah. Um, so, talk to us about your involvement with yeah. with Josh. When did you meet, and, and what sort of capacity do you do you sort of? You know, speak to him.
6: Yeah, well, I followed Josh for a long time. It's it's funny, if you support a football team, you tend to find people who support the same Mm. club that are doing well in their life. Mm. So he's a massive Hibs fan. And I heard about him early on, actually, when he was an amateur. And then I went back to Scotland in about 2013 to edit the Scottish Sun. And he was doing brilliantly then. And obviously the Commonwealth Games happened when I was editing. Mm. So I followed Josh all the way through the Commonwealth Games and I met him around them as well. And it was incredible to see Josh get that gold medal around his neck on home soil it was phenomenal so from that point on I followed them all the way through and I got really pally with him about three years ago now I got introduced to him through some uh, ex-Hibs players right. and uh, keep an eye on him in London just keep him right and try and give him some sensible advice Good look stuff. out for him mm.
0: it's, it's actually remarkable when you think about how quickly he's risen up through the professional ranks because we're talking about unification this yeah, isn't yeah. kind of like a window of opportunities open where he snuck in the back door against the weak champion this is he's beaten some of the best competition around and we heard from Mike there talking about Victor Postle I think and correct me if I'm wrong here but I think Victor was his 12th or 13th contest just a couple after ohara davis that doesn't even seem that long ago now yet he's headlining the o2 against arguably outside of ramirez and maybe marquis garcia if he comes back down to 140 the very best in the division it's,
1: incredible oh it's just incredible talent you know he, he's such a superb boxer you know he's, he's very good but that aside he works hard you know he, he lives and breathes the sport and, and it shows you know exceptional talent yeah
0: um one of your old stablemates Ricky Burns, who's been going somehow since 2001, also in action against Lee Selby tonight. Do you, do you know Ricky much, or you just followed Ricky
6: as well? I mean, yeah. what an incredible fighter! Yeah. I mean, do you remember? I can't remember who his opponent was when he broke his jaw in the first round. Oh,
0: uh, so he fought for was 11 it? rounds with a broken it wasn't jaw. Relic was it? No. No, it no, no. wasn't relic. No. Oh, you. I, I but it's uh, incredible uh, to fight
6: yeah, 12 yeah. rounds with the broken jaw. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's incredible. He's absolute granite, Ricky Burns. Mm, yeah. It's a shame the kind of the ages don't really match because Josh v him in Scotland, somewhere like Edinburgh Castle, would have been phenomenal. I
0: think. I think they were considering that. Um, for, for a time, but I guess at Ricky's stage of his career, he has to weigh up whether that's yeah, worth yeah, it. If he feels yeah. he's still got that much in the tank. Lee Selby, of course, there are still a few questions over him since he's moved up to weight divisions. Again, we've only really seen him once at this weight, so we don't quite know what he's got to offer. Ricky will probably be the underdog
1: going into this fight, but he's not out of it, Darren. No, absolutely not. Look. <sighs> do you know what Yeah, you probably have Selby a slight favourite but for me his style was all wrong for Lee Selby you know he's just got a tremendous engine still yeah. at his age still you know having been a pro 17 years he just does not stop and for someone like Selby who likes to have that bit of space to be able to find them angles you know I'm
6: going with Ricky Burns in this one it's great to have a Scott on the bill as well isn't it because there's going to be an army down
1: here tonight yeah yeah and I think that will roll them both I was going to say to you I was going to ask you a question about uh, Scottish boxing legends Yeah who is would you say in your eye number 1 of all time and do you think Taylor, secondly, could become the best ever Scottish fighter?
6: I might give you a name you won't expect, but Dick McTaggart is actually right. probably Scottish boxer. Gold 1956, he was. 56, yeah, yeah an incredible career. He's something like 270 amateur fighters, yeah, something incredible. ridiculous. There. An amazing fighter. Ken Buchanan as well, obviously, yeah. somebody that yeah. I think Josh really looks up to and respects as a fighter. Mm. And I think Josh could follow in their footsteps. I think he's got the pedigree. Speaking to Nigel Ben there he sees Josh going in that direction. Yeah. And it's just thrilling for me to hear that. Just a Scottish champion at that level from Edinburgh, from Preston Pans, it's just incredibly exciting. That,
1: that, that's why I asked the question, because I truly yeah. believe he can be the greatest. But where does, where does Ricky Burns fit in there? Great. You know, free, free weight world champion. Yeah. You know, he has to go down on paper as the most successful... Scottish fire professional yeah. fire he's, he's up there
6: isn't he he's definitely mm. up there one thing that you boys will know as well when you meet incredibly talented incredibly famous people in any discipline they have an aura about them a presence mm. and Josh has that you know when it, this, the bigger the stage when I see Josh the better he is and you say he fought Harry mm. Davis everyone said it was too early for him oh. do you remember the risk versus reward yeah, thing yeah. And Josh went in there and he absolutely battered destroyed him. him. He destroyed, destroyed him. him. And you look in Josh's eyes, like he's he's visualised this. He's seen this coming. And I know for a fact he's thinking beyond this as well. You know, he is. He's an incredible operator. And like I say, that presence. You saw his death there, in the interview with Johnny Nelson, like. He, He's got it. I think he's. Yep. I think he's ruffled a couple of feathers in that big mane that Rugaru wears. Mm, yeah, I
0: think you're right there. Um, last person to to become undisputed 140 pound, of course, was Terence Crawford a couple of years ago. Um, his splintering of all those belts has presented the opportunities we've got here. We saw Ramirez beat um, Maurice Hooker, at the US, a few months ago to secure the other two belts at the division if it's going to be another undisputed clash is there a possibility of, of Edinburgh Castle being the host venue because I know that's a, a place you've done some
6: events yeah before. Josh mentions it in every fight I've seen some incredible stuff over there it's from Noel Gallagher Paul Weller um, obviously the Edinburgh tattoo is an incredible thing to see there I mean with the, with the open air it'd probably pour him a rain as well, you know? <laughs> well no, yeah. Doubt. Yeah, yeah. no doubt I mean, no. so there's Edinburgh Castle which we've been Josh is an incredibly patriotic man as well mm. or Easter Road a yeah. You Stadium know, I took him down there uh, we met the directors at the club just before, I think it was the Postal fight, and Josh said to the chairman, I want to fight at Easter Road sometimes. So that's another option. But, you know, listen, at any stage, Josh would fight. He'd he'd fight Chisora if you asked him. He's that kind of lad. (laughs) Honestly, he's not afraid of anyone. No, no. So take him anywhere, home or away, He'll do the business in my book. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, I know Carl Frampton's backing him uh, tonight. Of course, we will do the podcast every week, which I know you watch. Thank you for yes. that. But we, uh, Carl was saying to me, he said, listen, I'm backing him because I've seen so much of, of him in the gym. And he said, I know what a, what a fighter he is and how he can go to war, take shots, give it out. I guess that's the thing, is that when you've seen so much more fighters in the gym, as you will
1: know, you know what they're capable of more than anybody else. Yeah, you? exactly. And, uh, you know, though it's 12 rounds and it is a, is a fair distance, you know, it's, it's a short time really to be able to show it everything you can do mm. you know so you could be, have a 12 week training camp and you could see all this amazing work but then it just doesn't quite happen yeah. on the night mm. but you know uh, yeah I mean Darren is, is it bad news
6: for Josh to get involved in a proper scrap tonight depends should he try and outbox it dep- him keeping him
1: at a jab uh, personally yeah I would say so yeah. I would say so but there's that, that that fire in him that not only makes him so exciting that it, it just stops op- opponents in their tracks yeah. so it just like wow you know he can really punch he's aggressive he can mix fire with fire and it's sort of sometimes I think keeps fighters off of him you know a little bit you know they say the best form of defence is attack and sometimes he does that you know gets stuck in a little bit too much sometimes but Mm. I think if he sticks to a disciplined game plan doesn't get too involved at times he could run away with this one but I, I think knowing Knowing him and how he fights, he will get stuck in and make it a little bit closer
6: than it has to be. Yeah, he has matured a lot. I mean, in the, in the Baranchuk fight, yep. he put him down twice mm. and th- there was an option there to go for it, yep. take him out yep. there. And I think he just said, This guy keeps getting up, you know, Ivan yep. Drago style. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but I think right. he, t- he he us clever there. I thought yeah. he was a clever boy.
0: Yeah, and against a puncher of pro quality, I think he's probably got to pick his spots when to fight tonight. He can't just be gung ho. Yeah. Yeah. Look yeah, out for that right to
6: hand on. to the body as well. Josh is, mm. is phenomenal. Absolutely. He punched me once when we were mucking about. Honestly, I wanted to, it was brutal. It's the David's A1, we see oh, there. <laughs> had a little
0: bit more timber to protect me there. Yeah, you have more planning to take the, take the blow. <laughs> all right, Chris. Uh, sorry, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it was a few years ago. You lost it all now. Um, talk to me about ring walks. Yeah. I know you've, you've had a bit of an input. Obviously, your day job is, as a radio DJ on Radio yeah. X. Um, talk to me about the, the ring walk for tonight. Have you had a few options that you've been weighing up? Yeah, the,
6: I know what he's gone for. And I think it's a good choice. It'll definitely get the crowd going. I think, again, two or three fights ago... He, we had a decision about, is it going to be a comedy song or is he going to go serious? And the, I don't know if you've heard that ridiculous song, Scribbity Pa.
1: Mm.
6: <laughs> no. It's, it's ridiculous, <laughs> right? <laughs> but the, the sinister edge of coming out to something as ridiculous as mm-hmm. that kind of tickled me a wee bit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, if I was an opposition fighter and he walked out to it that, you know? bit. Yeah, it yeah. would throw you. But, um, and also we had a conversation with a guy from a band called Clanadonia, because again, I keep saying he's a very patriotic man. So that idea of him walking out with pipes and drums could be pretty intimidating on foreign soil. Does his big thing with the, the native Indian headdress and all that, but mm. I think Josh Josh has got a few tricks up his sleeve in the future as well. That's why I want to see him in these big productions, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's like a, a nightclub as well.
1: Band. The O2's like a nightclub, it is, isn't it? Yeah. You know, what I mean, yeah, I think is. that the more uh song that you can get the crowd involved exactly. in, it this place goes off. I mean, Darren right
6: is blowing right. my mind today, right? I've been in this venue to see Stevie Wonder, Beyonce, Jay Z, I've seen the Verve here, Kasebe and some incredible nights, nice Led Zeppelin, Josh, and about. 10 hours' time is across there in this arena, and he belongs here mm-hmm. amongst names. Of, you know, that gives I, me goosebumps. I mean, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm choked. <laughs> I've never felt like this before. Yeah. I mean, I've got a lot of confidence, a lot of faith in the man. But this is it. This is where he should be. This is yeah. where he belongs.
0: God, he's selling it better than Eddie. That, I love that was this. brilliant. i Fancy his job. Um, listen, Gordon, we'll catch up with you later on. Enjoy the show. And, and good luck. You'll be cheers nervous. Thank you very good. much. Thanks cheers for coming much. on the cheers show. You can catch, cheers. Uh, cheers, Gordon. Awesome. You can catch Gordon uh, at Radio X every Sunday, the evening show. Uh, he'll be back in Josh Taylor. But the bookies, meanwhile, are finding it hard to split. Let's check in with Gareth and Dave from our friends at William Hill
2: Regis Progre versus Josh Taylor. An absolute stellar
0: fight,
7: like people it's it's one of the ones people are finding the most difficult to call one minute to go in this way one minute to go in the other way um loads of belts and titles on the line for this one there's so much on the line for these two young men who are both undefeated coming into the prime of their careers um both with teak tough self-belief both have um, presented every time they've been challenged in every shape and every form so it's a very difficult one to call We've seen the height differential and the reach differential yep. between the two since we've been around them in fight week. It's quite big. I think it's a four-inch reach and height advantage for Josh Taylor. Um, they both like a war. They've both got great hands. They've both got good chins. I've, I've gone for Regis Progre 10 days out, but the closer we come, the more I favour um, <laughs> Taylor, Taylor just being around S- him. Seeing the two of them feeling together. his dimensions yep. his size. Um, i 'm um, going for a split points' decision for Regis Progre still, but it would not surprise me to see one or both men down during the fight. whatever happens there 's going to be controversy in this fight
5: how's that looking like? okay well, the decision for Progre is six to four. All of the money uh, or most of the money has come for a progre ko at eleven to four but it 's interesting that you say you kind of can't work out how it's going to go Mm. and that's exactly what's happened with the punters. Josh Taylor was the favourite at the start. All of the money came for Progre. He's since moved into the favourite and now all the money's coming for Josh Taylor. So people are kind of hedging their bets a little bit, backing the outsider uh, because they they don't really know what's going to go on with this fight.
7: But if there's an early finish the odds are astronomical aren't they? If there's a a kind of a shock knockdown or finish in the first second third rounds. the odds are just unbelievable aren't
5: they yeah i mean these guys are fast and they can, all they need to do is just get inside and and, and strike like a snake <laughs> i mean we've talked <laughs> exactly. we've talked about boxers getting bitten by spiders they are just like a, a snake like in in their uh, in their movements and 66 to 1 for progre in round one 100 to 1 for taylor in round one and two uh 50 to 1 for round two for progre you've got some big prices for the early stoppage
0: Absolutely. Well, listen, it's been, it's been an epic Before the Bell. This card is absolutely stacked. There's more fights on this card as well that you guys can get involved in. Um, but make sure you keep it locked to absolutely all the content we've got coming out during the week and to William Hill round-by-round round betting. This has been Before the
2: Bell betting preview. William Hill, David O'Locker, Gareth A. Davis joined by the one and only Mr. Joe Crilly. We're out of it.
0: Thank you very much, gents. Well, you know it's close when the bookies can't split them. This is the best versus the best. Let's have a look at the running order uh, for tonight. 5 pm, uh, doors open. Dennis Radovan and Luke Blackledge. Uh, Radovan, one of Callis Allen's fighters, middleweight, unbeaten German trains now with Grant Smith in Sheffield. Uh, split decision over Ronnie Meade last time. Then it's Austin Ammo Williams, Miroslav Juna, 3 0 with three KOs. Uh, as you heard from Mike Coppinger earlier, top US prospect, boomer pro grey in the UK, sparked Callum Smith uh, a couple of weeks ago. Then at 6 pm, our Facebook fight, Abbas Badaou versus John O'Donnell for the WBC. International Super Worldweight title Someone I know you've seen uh, a lot of Darren Then it all starts 7pm Sky Sports Box Office Connor Ben uh, Steve Jamoyer Starts the live show Followed by and uh, Garbu, Lawrence Akoli For the European uh, Cruiserweight title On earlier than expected Because Shane McGregor As you can imagine Is going to have a very very busy night and Needs a bit of space Between his two charges Then Lee Burns uh, then Lee Selby beg your pardon, uh, Versus Ricky Burns Winner Could put themselves in line For a world title shot Sometime next year Of course, Lomachenko versus the winner of TfML Lopez, Richard Commie, sometime next year. If those belts get splintered, could one of these men get a shot at one of those belts next year? Then it's Chisora and David Price. Uh, Price needs no more explanation. WBO intercontinental heavyweight title on the line. And then it's the big one, Regis Progray versus Josh Taylor. WBA, IBF, Ring Magazine, super lightweight titles and the Muhammad Ali trophy in the studio with us all on the line. And up next, we're going to speak to the man that put the whole competition together, Callus Auland.
8: Oh yeah. Good. I don't even know. Not good. die, height, no
2: worry. Not good. Worry. Good. Worry. good. Can't wait, but yeah, yeah. can't fucking wait. Yeah. I got to rip your fucking head off now. You know. You know. You've never you're been nice. anybody against me. Never. Never.
7: What? Never been, been anybody like. Guaranteed. Never been with anybody Guaranteed. like have never, seen, never seen me before. I've seen, I, I seen before. you a bunch of times. Like you never seen anything like me
8: before. i seen you a tell bunch me. of times. bunch me. of times. Guaranteed, I've seen you a bunch of times. You've never seen anything before. like me before,
0: tell me. A bunch of times. Alright. A bunch of we times. I, I didn't face your style a bunch of times. You never fucked nothing like me. That's the difference. No, okay, we'll soon see. We'll you never fought see. nothing like me. We'll soon see. You gotta convince yeah. yourself. You gotta we'll say he's see. tall, or he's long, all that. We'll
2: soon see. That
8: don't make a difference. None of that stuff gonna make a difference. Right, we'll soon see. All oh, right, let's see. Train
3: hard. Oh, that's right. you got
0: some, style now. You got some style. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> Well, he's had a busy week, and I'm very pleased to say the man behind the world boxing super series, Carlos Allen joins us in the studio, oh, mate. We've How are you? Yeah, very well. This, thanks. Is, this yeah. has seen some miles this week as well. It, 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 has, indeed. it has indeed. It has indeed.
8: Actually, I haven't been so close to it in a while. Yeah. No, um, yeah. No, that looks weird. It looks ready to be hung. Uh, you know, be handed over tonight yeah. to the to the
1: winner. That, that's the closest a Tottenham fans going to get to uh, <laughs> oh, <trophy>. it. <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> hasn't
0: heard that.
8: 18 <laughs> this week. Yeah. 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 I was actually. Uh, I'm staying in Chelsea this week. You know, <laughs> it's it's horrible, good. so I'm just worried if I smell a bit. All good. All good.
0: All good. Mate, lovely to have you on just talk to me about the the process of putting this series together i know you learned a lot you had a couple of fighters in the super six a few years ago Um, you learned all the goods and the bads from that in preparation for putting a tournament of this scale together and i must say first of all congratulations the last two years have been superb
8: yeah it's i mean it's 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 been a a great two years with a a lot of unification fights fights on the level that we're going to see tonight and that's what you want to see fighters in their prime not when they're Know, 10 years on, you want mm. to see them in their prime, unification fights, best feed at that level, best mm. feed the best, and, uh, and a tournament format gives you that narrative, you know, we can talk mm. to them at the quarterfinals, final what do we see in that, and uh, you know, I must admit last time I was a bit of a boxing nerd, I, I tucked in early and uh, watched the co- semi-finals again, still yeah. can't pick a winner, but going back to the, the, the concept, no, um, uh, a few years ago with a Super sixes, uh, making me feel very young you were still an amateur back then. Yes. And um, no, was it, was, was it 10 odd years ago now? Yeah, right? 2009. Um, You'd have been yeah, only no. a novice pro at that point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I was a novice something um, <laughs> and I was novice at the time. Yeah. And um, no, I came up with this, this idea of putting the guys in a round robin. Uh, it was Kester Froch, uh, Abraham from Europe. Then you had uh, Ward, Durrell and the big name at the time in America was Jermaine Taylor still. And we uh, went to Showtime, sold them the concept. It. Unfortunately, it took uh, great fights, great narrative, and um, the winners went on. You know, Frotch and Frotch was hey the runner-up. Well. Frotch the runner-up, and, and uh, obviously uh, you had uh, Ward winning it. Both went on to fight on pay-per-view on in, in, in the UK mm. and, and obviously in the US uh, with HBO Ward. But it took two and a half years to do. Yeah. So <laughs> so yeah, it was yeah, a bit yeah, long. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about this, I saw saw a couple of journalists saying, "Say we're finally here." I'm thinking. I think we're finally here tonight. They <laughs> yeah. fought three times in one year at this level. Absolutely. No boxer outside. I mean, Eddie Hudson at the press conference as well. Normally, a promoter would never get the fighters out at that level three times a year. It's a boxer's mm-hmm. dream. You know, you're, yep. you're getting paid three times, but B, you know your schedule. You're, you're going yep. through the year. You're, you know when to train. You know when to train. When to come off training. Um, you know, it's impossible to train through for a year. Getting some
1: structure as a, a professional boxer yeah. yeah. is crucial. It's key. Yeah, yeah.
8: And, and, and the off phases—just yeah, that's what I'm Not saying. Everyone yeah. can be like yeah, you, exactly. Daz, who just just went through training camps one after another. Yeah. Never an off phase. Never a holiday. Never a beer <laughs> in between fights. And uh, no, he the, wishes. The off, the off phases are, are just yeah, as important are. as the on Absolutely. phases. And, um, overtraining is, is is often when, when the, the when the biggest fighters lose. I often think it's overtraining. Yeah. you know?
1: Yeah, I
0: agree so, with that. Yeah. And I guess the other thing... Or flat
8: that, performances. Of course,
0: yeah. And you're absolutely right. Getting fighters out regularly is, is not completely unheard of. Getting them out regularly at this level, in this yeah. day and age, yeah. is. And one of the things that you are predisposed to when you are fighting at this level, this regularly, is injuries. And, of course, that yep. was one of the things that they didn't necessarily have fixed for the Super 6, which you do, is paid standbys. Yeah.
8: But obviously, the standbys, especially in the earlier rounds, mm. we saw it... Um, we saw it with uh, with uh, Nonito and, and Tete. Unfortunately, in the one semi-final, you know Tete pulled out, so uh, Nornita had to face a very late replacement. It was it's four, or five days out. Mm. But it was there, and we got the fight, and we got done. And the, and the tournament didn't wait. First season, you know, we had a we had a rocky rocky patch around the finals because two finals, four boxers, four injured.
2: Mm. Now, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, 20 years
8: of promoting boxing, uh, I've never had. Everyone injured mm. at once. The whole car basically <laughs> injured. And but it was—I think it was a sign of, of how tough the fights and the camps. Because a camp, and Daz will be the best to answer this, but or comment on this, is a camp is obviously different. If you're if you know you're going into a unification fight if you know you're going into that that extra special fight yeah. it's a bit different if you've got a pick voluntary in uh mm. in your backyard and you know i think you know in any sport you, you push yourself to the, to the boundary that you need to push yourself yeah. to for that opponent you mm. know I mean? and we saw there was a lot of wear and tear before the final with the fighters and in the end we had we had great finals great 75 we had a great first season the second season has been just as good, if not better.
1: Mm. Breedus in Riga was special. Oh, that that was incredible. I've yeah. never heard anything like it. I kid you not. That atmosphere was incredible. Yeah, I mean, I mean great a, working with him.
8: And, and, and you know, it's, I think it was our third event now in Riga, and and, uh, and Riga's, you know, well known for for obviously stag weekends in the past and things like that. But but actually, it's a it's a very sports-interested community, and, and you see the way the whole nation got, gets behind yeah. the adventure in Fight Week. It has an amazing feel to it, and that's why you know, we promoted some good, great shows there, but the atmosphere is... It's oh, something is, else. Is, is and it, on. There was a lot of
1: <laughs> controversy uh, moments yeah. in that fight. Yeah. It, it was mental. It was. It, yeah. I kid you not, I've
8: never had anything like it. Actually, uh, you know, this morning is finally, after, I think it was uh, was June, June fifteenth, I think it was yeah, the something fight, like yeah. It, yeah. And um, today, finally, they've ruled that the decision stands. Wow! <laughs> just, just, just now, serious. Yeah. Gone back and forth, Cry protests it, and everything. Really. That. That's why the cruiserweight final hasn't been announced yet. Of course. So, so w- it's, it's now dates, it's announced. It, they have uh, they have we have the, the 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 winner has to fight against um, against uh, Grawecki, um, but the the final will stand. It, most likely now, unfortunately, in January. Uh, that's what it looks like, beginning of the year. Right, this, okay. Obviously, December's definitely out, the, out of question now. Um, but uh, we have a great final with Breeders' Dorticos. And next week, of course, uh, in 10 days' time, we have uh, Donair versus Inuit, which is mm. uh, another crash. I just wonder whether one of them is
0: going to be able to lift the trophy after 12-hour rounds if it goes that far. Um, talking of. Uh the guys in the cruiserweight final I think those two were two of the big underdog stories I mean that cross final against Gassiev was was heartbreaking that 12th round and lovely to see them embracing the emotion there for, for Breedis as well he pushed Usyk so close and as we were talking about midweek had that gone to the cards the
8: fourth judge actually had it for, for Brides he could have actually beaten Usyk in that semi final of course it was it was down at the, that one round it was uh, the fourth judge had it for uh, for and so it would have gone to the 4th judge and, uh, mm. and Breeders would have gone through. Mm. So, wow. Oh, yeah, no, it was, it's that razor tight <clears throat> and tonight, I don't expect anything different. Um, I expect a super, super tight fight. Um, actually, the, f- the first event I ever promoted in this venue was, uh, was Kestafroch 2. And I was waiting up this morning, I thought, same venue, different fighters, different styles of mm. fighters but very, very similar into the type of fight I'm expecting tonight. Yeah. Kestafroch 2 was a ding-dong, 12 rounds. Hellip no one went... Uh, over 24 rounds, no one went down enough, but no. in the... No. I just... do I just can't that how it out it's, to this how day. How. No. They landed every bit of leather there is on the planet on, on each other mm. and I expect very similar tonight. I expect a really and, and tough and fight. Who designed that trophy, by the way? It's, uh, it's actually an, an, an Italian, you know, right. you're, you're, you're an Italian designer uh, who was also responsible, I believe, for the... If I'm going to get it wrong now for the for the World Cup trophy, oh, is that so right? it's the same family. Yeah, it's the same place in Italy that does it, and uh, it is a heavy piece. First, for the first season, we had. Um, I think it was in the Russian final in Moscow. um so we stand there with it was, um, uh, it was Ali's ex-wife, and she's obviously uh, an elderly lady, mm. um, very 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 nice lady, very beautiful lady. But uh, she uh, <laughs> she was standing there and they said to her the Russian sort of TV guys you hold trophy present and I'm looking and I figure the <laughs> thing makes more sport, yeah, we we'll get the thought lifting they there like come on we'll do it together <laughs> but it was uh, but tonight we've got uh, Callum Smith presenting the trophies he <laughs> will so be, be big enough for that yeah he will no, yeah, definitely so. without, without a shadow of a doubt especially the fact he's not boxing tonight so, mm, so yeah. yeah but if you I think, after 12 rounds, yeah. <laughs> it's not well, the, it's sort of, above it's the, the sort of, sort of the, no shoulder stuff. press you want to be Blood, doing. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Talk to me about some of the discussions you've had for other weight divisions in season three. You, you floated the possibility, and that, that tells me that maybe there have been discussions that a women's tournament could be absolutely. on the card. Now, absolutely. Now, we've yeah. got our own Shannon Courtney on the card. Yeah. He fights between yeah. bantam and super bantam yeah. weight. WBA is vacant at bantam at the moment, uh, super bantam rather. Dina Thorson one of your girls, yeah. has got the WBO, is it, I believe? Yeah.
8: Have you put this tournament together already? Well, mate, I'm vice
7: president of commotion. You are me <laughs> on the back foot here. yeah. <laughs> no, but,
0: but is that something that you can sure, see? for sure, for sure. I
8: see that way. Uh, obviously, you see the sort of Katie Taylor range of weights. That's a, obviously the, she's the flagship at the moment, and in, 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 in the female weights, uh, would be very interesting with her as well. Um, so there's different weights you can. Did you, know, you entice the heavyweights? The heavyweight, female heavyweight, or the, 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 <laughs> the, the, the now <laughs> heavyweights? <laughs> is that? Yeah, no. I, I think. Listen, first of all, it's. It's. I don't think it's so much a question of even the money because. The money what you give out there, you'd you'd definitely be able to play back in. Of Of course, There's a a big pot out there. But it is, you know, if you look at the fights you want to see, they're they're being done at the moment, to be fair. They're being done. You know, I mean, everyone's talking about Wilder Wilder Fury or Fury Wilder, but let's be be honest, uh, he's got to beat Ortiz first, yeah? I mean, Ortiz is Mm. not one just Mm. just look past him. Uh, So he's got to do that. And then we've got the fight you'd want to see at heavyweight. And then, of course, December the 7th, you've got the big one in, uh, in Saudi. And, uh... You know, the, the big rematch. So well, get those two out of the way and then sort of February, March, you'll see, you'll see where it is. And then, yeah. I sure. The
1: reason I asked that is, you imagine Dillian White saying, do you want to, get, do you want to enter this competition? You Crossy, yes, please. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, Dill, d- yeah. d-
8: d- deal, deal really, I, f- I really feel for him because yeah. he's he's a great boxer uh, he's it's, and he's one of the most improved boxers. Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't always yeah. such a fan of him, um, but he's come on. Since he's got AJ's great... Uh, yeah, yeah. Since the AJ fight, mm. but also the, the, he's, had, he's had some learning fights. The first it was, it was for me, it was terrible in the first Chisora fight, and he came back and, 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 yeah. and he really built up from there. It was a great fight, but mm. Dillian boxing-wise at the time was was on the rise. Now he's for me, he's 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 up there, you know, mm-hmm. and, and he's just he's been waiting a long, long time, man, and I, and. I, I I I've always think with these doping things, you know, that it's, it's terrible for the sport but I do believe in I re, I've, I've heard its story and I do believe in its story to be yeah, honest. Yeah. And then you know, I know every time someone gets doped it's oh well and you know, I had this shake, I had this drink and you know I didn't know I had this in my cornflakes and... Um, this is, this you know, is a conversation going for oh, hours. Yeah, so. I was standing on the tube the other day and the guy was smoking <laughs> a funny fag next to me and I'm suddenly positive, but no, but to be fair, I, I really believe in his innocence and, uh, and I'm sure they're, they're proving that now and, and, uh, and he, he deserves his shot, you know? So yeah, back to the question, a tournament, you could go obviously with taking, let's leave aside the three, four champions in brackets at the moment. But then you diverge away from the concept of what we're seeing tonight and what yeah. we'll see next week in Japan of the best versus the yep, best. You yep. So you need, for me, you need those, those sort of those pinnacles in there. Mm. You
0: know? Speaking of those, those heavyweights, uh, two charges that you've worked with over the years, uh, Dave, uh, Derek Chisora and David Price, who are you picking? <laughs> got a pick, got pick. <laughs> <laughs>
8: a pick. Triple Espresso? <laughs> um, Oh, no, I'm not going to pick anyone.
2: Bottle
6: job.
8: Both friends of mine, and uh, in very different ways. Um, Del's <laughs> yeah. giving me a right... Serious. It'll be very easy. Del has been a right pain in the ass for me in this build-up. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, yeah. so I should really go with David, but um, no, no, I'm going to sit. I have to sit on the fence with that. We'll tell you David Price there, no? Yeah, I think... Make of it what you will. Yeah, let's say... Yeah, pr- price on points <laughs> I love I love Caller squirming Pushing under me, the pressure You get yeah. some odds on that, yeah, I reckon yeah, exactly, exactly. I like it
0: Listen, Caller, congratulations Cheers, on yeah, mate, another thanks. brilliant Lear uh, uh, in season two Good luck with the rest of it I know you're off to show as well in a couple of weeks no, Up the, the Spurs <laughs> up, up the Boys. Arsenal um, Caller Salern uh, from the World Boxing Super Series Good luck to him uh, tonight now, another man on the card tonight is Conor Benn Making his 16th outing as a professional But one man who's been in the headlines over the next three or four weeks Because he's making a comeback at the age of 55 Is this man Ha! 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 Good. What's your right, right. <laughs> I'll tell you what a privilege it is to introduce the Dark Destroyer himself, Mr. Nigel Ben, in the um, studio. Um, Welcome, well, sir. So well,
2: first of all, before we go, anywhere, <laughs> I have to. Say he's, brought, he's, he's, he's his, his laptop laptop iPad. Room, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. This, is, this is Harley Street, not Back Street, okay. right? Nigel has the capacity of a fit, very fit 25-year-old. His VO max is 120% of the average 25-year-old with the same characteristics. Ca- Wow. That's Harley Street. So this is where we Benjamin are. Button yeah, Benjamin Button Benjamin Button Ben's not the Dark Destroyer. <laughs> not the Dark Destroyer no more. That's gone. This
0: is all gone. History. Do you know what? I can remember Conor's debut and hearing the like the big Ben dong before he walked out. It was AJ Charles Martin at the O2 in this yeah. very venue, 2000 and, I want to say 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I remember thinking it brought back those memories of it as a kid of watching you fight. You must be incredibly proud to see the journey he's been on over the last three years.
2: Do you know what? I I, I, I just can't believe how he's just excelled he's surpassed what i could ever think of and how he trains now i used to train hard but he's he's crazy i mean he's dietary everything Boo's he's bang on he's yeah. like in my day was like oh yeah don't eat that just have a bit of steak have a lemon at night that's it five meals a day and he's on his calorie calorie that, yeah, 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 yeah. I started this plant base with him. Look, this is no word of a lie. Look at those. This, this is what Connor's done. <laughs> wow. I've lost all that weight. There's some because, room there. Look, that's Conor kind of putting me on that plant base.
0: <laughs> he said to me uh, earlier this week. He said, "This is the arguably the best you and him have ever got on since you've been in camp training for a fight." To feel the same?
2: <laughs> yeah, because it, before. He'd be, 'cause he'd be getting in the frame of mind and sending me all over the place, going to get his shopping, taking the dogs walking, doing his cleaning up after him. But we've just been having a great laugh. He's so focused and so, and it's so funny. I'm actually watching my son. Wow. I'm yes. like, oh yeah, the uppercut's good. Yeah. And he's showing me. So I'm no sparring. <laughs> no bar, sp- yeah, with him. No, I don't know because no, I'd really, I'd really want to go for it. But I don't know, he might chin me though. I don't know. He, imagine he's, he's improved. Tony picking you up? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't am good at farming. No, yeah. come on, Connor. <laughs> but right. yeah, he's um he's um, I'm working with his strength and conditioning coach, uh, um Dan, and I mean it's absolutely You've got Luke from
1: elite scaffolding as Luke, well. He's yeah, looking Luke, after, isn't he?
2: Yeah, Luke, Luke, Luke always looks after us all, mate, and I'd take my hat off for uh, what he's done for my son, Connor. Yeah, it's uh, brilliant.
1: So Steve Jamoy's 16th
0: fight uh, tonight. Good luck to Connor. Let's talk about you, sir, because I don't think anybody thought we would see this day where uh, you would be back in action. When did you make this decision? Because it was floated a while ago that you and Mr Eubank <laughs> yeah. might get on for a third oh, time. Yeah. It's been in
2: the air for a yeah, while. but a, a long time. It's been like... Connor was twelve when I was thinking about coming back. That's how long it is. So you've been itching. I've been itching. I've had an itch, and I want to just scratch it and get rid of it. So and everyone thinks I've not been training. I've been. Tra- I've not stopped training. I've always seen you in the
0: Matchroom gym when I've gone over there. You've always been in and around the lads, and, yeah. and I guess you soak in that atmosphere. And, and you know, you know that gym particularly well. Yeah. It, it keeps you young, I suppose, being in and around those guys.
2: Being with all the boys, it? it does keep me young, you young. Know? And watching how hard they work, and I think, well, that's just right up my street. Mm. So it's not like I'm coming back and starting. And a lot of things that they don't do, I do a lot of bike riding, like Tour de France riding. And I took Connor, or you can ask Connor this, I took him out riding two hours in Australia, took him an hour out, you ask him, he said, Dad, oh, oh, you just got to stop. Come we we've gone out. I said, no, Dad, I can't do it. Ask him. Then I left him on the floor. I said, it's all right, son. I'll go back and get the car, drove back, <laughs> and I had to come and pick him up. Yes!
4: <laughs> 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 yeah. Ask He's him. He's <laughs> him. He's
1: yeah. this. <laughs> what am I going to say? Sorry, Chris. So like, uh, after this, you've, got, you've had all the buzz. No, no, no. You win the fight. I said to you there, are you not going to do it again? Are you sure this is just a one-off?
2: It's a one-off, and I tell you what it is, uh, um, Darren. It, it's been something been brewing up for me for a long time. It's just one-off, one-off, ne- never again.
1: Is it ju- just that itch?
2: Like just, you just, just want to get That's rid of it? What it. it- itch is still there after? Well, if we do over 55, like, you know, he's, Bet, done, he's bets, done everything bets else, bets he's, done, he's done every, every all the other weights, if we do it at 55 oh my for this Mahmoud Ali trophy, I
8: might...
0: Like, you you don't mind, the do the you, Cal? we we'll do some numbers. Sakyeo Biko, though, is no mug, lost to Donna Stevenson in 2015, he's 40 years of age himself, but he only retired a couple of years ago, so in terms of ring rust, he's going to have a lot less than you do. Be honest with me, Nigel. What are your main concerns about the fight,
1: if you have any?
2: I don't I don't have no concerns. Yeah, I knew he was Listen, gonna say in, that. In the mix <laughs> <face ending. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> know. Sakio yeah. from Australia, yeah. But
1: what if he's got that? What if he's got that print out? What if he's saying
2: he's a 25-year-old? Well, who said he really is 42 though? Who said he might be at 40? I <laughs> think he might be a bit older, <laughs> telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm younger than him. But it's not even about it, it's how I feel in myself. I'm not yeah, worried about yeah, him. Yeah. Never once have I ever got in a ring thinking, Oh, I'm worried about that. Even with Joe McClellan. in the same attitude that I have with Joe McClellan is what I have here. Because everybody thinks, oh, yeah, it's a, a step too far. Not with me. I know me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going in. I've been retired since '96. I'm not mm. going in here to mug myself. Exactly make, when we texted
1: how long ago you said, because I would never do that. I'd never do that to my family, mug my and, family. I,
2: and especially Connor. And I think, Dad, what are you doing? No, mm. I know me. And I, I could be the first one to stop him. That's how I feel. Mm. And I'm banging hard. Mm. I ain't lost power. no power. And I started sparring as well. That's a bit of fun. But now on you Monday... You didn't spar much anyway, did no, you? No, I only used to do about 20, 30 rounds yeah. of fight. even when I fought Gerald Cleland. Mm. But this time I'm, I'm stepping up. I'm going to start fighting with some light heavies. But... I'm all for it, mate. I'm ready to go. go on, Good mate.
0: man. Um, changing it's just, just, just a bit. You talked about Gerald McClellan, obviously an unbelievable fight that, that ended in a, a kind of tragic outcome we saw what happened with, with Patrick Day who sadly lost his life in the ring yeah. a couple of weeks ago one man that maybe hasn't been talked about quite as much as he, he should have is Charles Conwell the man that delivered the, the fatal blow now I know Gerald is still with us but of course his life has changed forever yep. since that fight yep. and I know that can't have been an easy thing for you to have gone through as the man in the opposite corner what advice can you pass on to Charles Conwell who will be going through hell quite honestly
2: at this stage well, well, well first of all I, you know it's sad it's a tragedy when, when we lose a, a boxer but we're in a contact sport. And you've got to understand, me and Conor was actually talking about it. How many of these guys are really draining themselves, taking a lot of fluid out of their bodies? Mm. You don't really see heavyweights no, having the same no. problem. So it's all these lightweight guys that me and Conor talk talking about. But a lot of these guys deplete their bodies from fluid. I don't know what, what happened strictor, there. But-
1: do you think there should be stricter? things in place yeah,
2: f- yeah especially people that are really struggling to make yeah. into-
1: more check ways and
0: question for you did you have was the ibf rehydration the 10 pound rehydration next morning so that's yeah. so that makes it tough on you because yeah. josh taylor of course is actually because this is a unification fight it overrides that so taylor who right, probably okay. was quite dry right. at the weight actually hasn't got to worry about the 10 pound check weight this morning okay. so do you think they should maybe get rid of those check weights or do you think same day weigh-ins is the answer what is the solution guys any ideas
2: Well, you know it is it's really hard sometimes it's so it's part of life we're in a contact sport, yeah. so we're, we're trying to, you know, to minimize everything. We It's a contact sport. The only thing that I really is uh, is dehydration in the sport where mm. the guys are losing a lot of fluid, taking a lot of fluids out of their bodies because we don't see heavyweights going through the same mm. issues with what's happening with these lightweights. Mm. But I do feel for him, but like I said, it's a contact sport.
0: Mm, yeah okay well listen Nigel it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you can I just push you finally on prediction for the co-headliner David Price and Derek Chisora and then Josh Taylor and Regis Progre first of all Pricey Chisora who are you backing for that one
2: do you know what he's a big old lump Price you know (laughs) if he he can get one in punches you know he's got power Mm. He's got power, and I think because of what happened when he fought Alan, he might have a bit more confidence now in, mm-hmm. in going forward. Yes, but you know, and she's always going to come at him. But, but let's get on to Taylor, mate. I like Taylor. He he. Has so, so
1: you're on the fence with that boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, on,
2: I'm on the
1: fence.
2: <laughs> on. I, know, I know what you're thinking. All right, what did you say? I didn't say nothing. I didn't say nothing. I'm on the fence. <laughs> Go on, Taylor. But, um, Taylor, yeah, I like Taylor. He's got that spitefulness of like... uh, 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 Nigel Benn. Of (laughs) of, um, Ricky Burns. He's got that, that, that tenacity. He's got that will to win. And the way that he talks, you believe what he's saying.
1: Yeah. Mm. mate it's been I'm buzzing I'm buzzing I've had <laughs> Nigel <laughs> Ben on the show honestly. You so much, you. Nigel, thank you very thank very you. much good luck on the 23rd of November we'll be
0: tuning in and we hope you will be tuning in tonight huge night of action here at the O2 our thanks to Nigel Ben Mike Coppinger Gordon Smart and Callis Allen for joining us on Before the Bell Unification at £140 on the way in just a few hours time Sky Sports Box Office from 7 o'clock we'll see you in Manchester in a week's time enjoy the show tonight from Darren Nigel and myself goodbye you